Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right, my friends. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. And this this whole, what is it? Uh, the Brandon, Brandon Chance are getting, let's go Brandon, are getting uh, bigger and bigger by the moment. And they should. I mean, we're looking at, an, again, an administration that is in a complete tailspin here. Sorry, I'm a, I try, I've got a new system here to keep some stuff uh, organized, and I'm just getting used to it. First time I've done it here on the, uh, on the fly. So I saw literally, literally, we had a banner being pulled by an airplane at the Trump rally that says, Let's go, Brandon. For those of you that missed yesterday, if you don't know about this, there was um, NASCAR, it's not sideline reporter, but basically, you know, sideline reporter, someone that after the race goes to the pits and uh, or to Victory Circle to interview an, a NASCAR uh, driver, the champion, and the crowd is clearly chanting "Blank Joe Biden," which. <laughs> Which I'm not, I'm I, I'm not endorsing that. I just, I'm just saying this is what's going on, and they're they're ignoring it. They're ignoring it so much that the sideline or the 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 pit star, the uh, the the victory circle reporter in NASCAR says that uh, the crowd is chanting "Let's go, Brandon," even though you could clearly hear that's not what's being said. And now this has got a whole new thing, and it's become its own thing altogether. In fact. <laughs> I just want I have to say this because this has entertained me to no end. I just saw this not long before I fired up uh, the microphone here. We've got we've got it on uh, well the, the the crowd in Michigan, which was uh, I guess about a week ago that lined up with Trump flags and American flags and don't tread on me flags. They were chanting they were chanting the real thing, the blank Joe Biden. Then we've got Let's Go Brandon on poster boards behind ESPN College. <laughs> I'm looking at the pictures now. College game day. Let's Go Brandon. Um, then it went there. That was over the weekend. Uh, there was a guy on Fox. I'm looking. This is at redstate.com. I'm looking at this. There was a guy on Fox News who was being interviewed. One of those you know, interviews during the early morning. Um, that they do on Fox and Friends at the local diner or wherever this is. And he adds at the end, let's go Brandon. <laughs> By the way, let's go Brandon, which is fantastic. There's billboards. There's already billboards up. Billboards. Hashtag let's go Brandon. And then there's perhaps perhaps my favorite. I don't, I don't know if this is. This is, I'm going to try to play this. But it, it's hard. It, uh, it may be hard to hear. But it is, um, it's funny. It's actually at an airport. Now, since it's at an airport, I find myself wondering 
if the Biden administration is going to call this an act of terrorism. Maybe they need to send the FBI in to, to make sure that no hate speech is happening at the, this was at uh, O'Hare, Chicago O'Hare International Airport. Uh, maybe they'll send the FBI in. Maybe the TSA will have armed guards pre- preventing this from happening again. But someone literally paged <laughs> over the intercom at Chicago O'Hare Airport. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> but I'm going to try to play it. It's hard to hear, but if you can get if you can get this, you know how, you know those serious uh, serious pages at the airport. You know, Bill Smith. Bill Smith, please report to gate two two three. Your plane is about to leave without you, or whatever they're saying, right? I mean, it's it's generally uh, some some serious, you know, some stuff that we've got to be paying attention to, and it's literally now being played over the PA over the intercom system at the airport. So let's see here. Make sure I've got this. Disconnected here. Here we go. Let's try this. Here we go. Let's see if we can hear this. I, it, admittedly, I know it's going to be low. I'm going to crank it up here a little bit on the soundboard just to see if we can get this. But this is a page, a page going out. Paging. Let's go, Brandon. See if you can hear this. Here it is. Let's go, Brandon. Passenger, let's go, Brandon. Please report to a let's gate. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> to meet your party. So, the takeaway here, and then I, I think I mentioned that there was a banner flying behind a plane at a Trump rally. Let's go, Brandon. There's going to be T-shirts. Heck, maybe we'll make. Maybe we'll make some. I don't know. Hashtag Let's Go Brandon. But it's it's indicative of how absolutely atrocious this administration is. I mean, we we went through this yesterday, and I don't want to go through the same thing. Again, but folks, this is really beginning to take root. This is beginning to, I mean, even the Democrats, even the Democrats are starting to really coalesce and push back against Joseph R. Biden in this administration. By the way, Biden took off yesterday, Columbus Day, Columbus Day slash Indigenous Peoples Day, and I can. Folks, as I've said before, I mean, I am proven by genealogy the 13th great-grandson of Pocahontas. He takes the day off is the bottom line. The president of the United States, we've got a truly disastrous situation at the border. We have inflation out of control. We've got the Democrats who are basically admitting um, that they they can't govern, right? They, they They're acknowledging they don't know how to to govern. We've got Biden. This was something I saw last week. I didn't I didn't get to. But Biden is paying folks not to build. The administration is literally paying people to not build the wall, doing everything in their power to continue to uh, you know, let the open border policies reign. We've got Democrats, the RNC last week put together a basically a montage. It's seven minutes of Democrat policymakers from AOC to, I think Rashida Tlaib was in there. Ayanna Presley's a big one. Of course, Cori Bush is the one that's on there the most. 
Um, this mayor of, of San Francisco, who's the one who didn't wear the mask to the Tony, Tony, Tony concert. That's right. She said this is like a once-in-a-billion-year opportunity. So we can break the mask regulations based upon how rare and how much of a once-in-a-lifetime event it is. It's her own policy, by the way, her own mandates. You got all these things happening. Also, you got this poll, Washington Examiner is where I saw this, but the poll was conducted by Rasmussen that says 56% of respondents, of the, and these are likely, I think these are likely voters. Yeah, likely voters. So this is not just America in general. This is likely voters. A growing number of likely voters believe that cheating tainted Biden, President Joe Biden's 2020 win over President, former President Donald Trump. So that's over half. It's up actually five percentage points since the last poll was taken about this by Rasmussen, which was 41%. So more people today believe that the cheat, believe that cheating, cheating actually affected the outcome of the 2020 election is up five percentage points since April. This is after the censorship. This is after the talking points of the big lie, right? Trump and his big lie. This is after um, they were supposed to be vindicated, after they want you to believe they're vindicated from these reports that are uh, being shared or uh, you know made before uh, Congress, uh, state houses, state legislatures around the nation. This is after all of this. This is after social media censorship. This is after, you know, the the dust has has settled. This is after, you know, we've we've got nine months or whatever this is now. It seems like twenty five years of Biden being president, but now that this is the the new normal, right? The new the new normal. We've had a chance to adjust, and people are actually believing more and more that. The election, that something very, um, very bad happened in the election, and that cheating, cheating actually occurred. Say that, saying that it's tainted. Over half of likely voters think that it's tainted. And it's not even being acknowledged by the Democrat Party. It's not being acknowledged by Joseph R. Biden. We've got inflation uh, at a, what was it, seven, 10 year high. We've got, talk about raising interest rates. We've got talks of, well, not just inflation, but stagflation. Trump's hitting on that at his his Iowa rally. And so as a result, you've got chance of let's go, let's go Brandon. And what's, I guess, perfect about this to me is that the media, the media is, now, I don't want to pick on this, this poor girl. She may, I, it's, I suppose it's possible she misheard him. I, I'm being very generous here, but we know that this is how the media acts. You see, you see something right there, right? You see the chant, which is not "Let's go, Brandon." It's blank Joe Biden, and you pretend to hear something else, and so you you say what you want people to believe is being said in the background, and it's it's just deceitful. Now, again, I don't want to pick on this poor girl. Maybe she really misunderstood. But it's pretty symbolic of what happens. We know for def- we know definitively this is how the media operates. 
what they see, what they hear. They tell us what we think, what they want us to think. They, they tell us um, what information they want us to operate from or make our decisions based upon. They don't want us to have the full picture, right? They just, they simply don't. I mean, the same thing, the same thing's happening with, with COVID. It's, it's, we got this mess with, with Southwest and pilots and airlines. I mean, the airline, I got to tell you, Southwest, and this, this is, they're not a sponsor of this program or anything. I'm, I'm telling you just Southwest is my, I like Southwest. I did. And now because of the pressures, they're, they're forcing vaccinations upon their, upon their employees. And for the first time, it looks like there's enough pushback. Now, who knows where this will end up? But there's enough pushback on that, which again, to me, and I think to most of you as well, we would say the pressure for Southwest to force its employees to be vaccinated is coming from this administration. If Trump were president, I don't think that we would be talking about Southwest and you know thousands of canceled flights because there wouldn't be this pressure from the administration right, who could unilaterally declare some sort of emergency, make some sort of a mandate up that affects this airline. So they're trying to get in front of this, and I'm not trying to make excuses for them. I'm just saying that this is what they're, they're attempting to do is to get in front of this, and their employees have said no. No, I mean, a, a lot of them have to the point where they actually, people are, you know, walking out. Pilots are a huge number of pilots percentage-wise, um, are prepared to to fight this when it, it appears we'll see we'll see what happens when push comes to shove and there's that final choice of get the jab or lose your job. But I mean, I, there's a guy on Tucker who was saying that Tucker Carlson that he is going to be prepared to um, lose his job if need be. This is his medical freedom. And by the way, he's right. He's right on this. This this obsession to force vaccinations. I saw a high school student, you may have seen this, in I believe Wyoming of all places, conservative Wyoming, student was in handcuffs. Then there's other colleges, I don't remember the which one, I can look at it during the break, but colleges who have said, we're going to start arresting students. <laughs> I mean, I chuckle just at the abs- absurdity of where we've come, right? The absurdity of how far we've come into Crazyville. Remember, we go back to March of 2020. Had to pause there with the we're, we're approaching 2022. March of 2020, we had 15 days to stop the spread. Think about that. 15 days to stop the spread to you're going to get arrested if you don't get the vaccine at least at certain schools. That's what's being that's what's being reported. And there's people out there that are applauding this, having no idea what American freedom is all about having no idea what liberty is all about. None of that. None of that matters to them. They say this is not a a matter of of liberty. Fauci's been on record of saying this is this isn't about your liberty. That's a terrible attempt there. But Fauci says this isn't about your liberty. While telling you I'm going to force you or think you should be forced to do something. It's just a fundamental misunderstanding <laughs> of what liberty is. If now you can make the case that you the government's interest requires that you I'm not I'm not making the case do not misunderstand me but don't tell don't tell me that it's not the the taking away of liberty of course it's the taking away of liberty if you if anytime someone is given 
lose loses the opportunity to make a choice. It's the taking away of liberty. But there's some other interest. There's some other interest in uh, in there that the government, um, like for example, the protection of of human life. You can't just you you lose your liberty if you decide to use your choice to murder somebody, right? I mean that's pretty obvious. So you have to lose the freedom to take those drastic actions, right? And there's consequences whereby you can you have to give up liberty if you're found uh, guilty of committing that crime. So freedom can be used, you know, for for bad things, but freedom itself is good. Having the choice is a a good thing. That's why by the way I'm a constitutional conservative who's a Christian as well because the the Christianity teaches us to to be transformed into the likeness of of Christ through his the spirit of God the holy spirit to change us so that we want to use our freedoms for good or hopefully that that nature is uh, that that sinful nature is uh, overcome or cleansed by the spirit and we make we use our liberties for for good and so that's the combination i think that's important you want people freedom is a good thing um, but you want to have a free people actually show, uh, be, be examples of ways to use your freedom, our freedom for good, without saying you can't use your freedom for bad, unless it infringes upon the life, liberty, or property of someone else. Can't You can use your freedom to hurt somebody's feelings. That's not the same thing as hurting, taking away someone's life, liberty, or property. That's where the line is. And so it's obviously, absolutely obvious that the mandates here have taken away freedoms no matter what they say, no matter what they want us to believe. And people are prepared to accept this just in a couple of years, actually in a couple of months. People have gone from, you know, there was discussions at the beginning of, will will you take the vaccine? I don't know. I might take it first. I might take it last. I might not take it at all. I'll be the first one to line up. All these different perspectives on the vaccine now it's you better darn well take the thing or you're going to lose your job. If you're going to a school or a college that has a an aggressive administration or an aggressive police captain or chief or whatever, you might be put in handcuffs. That is the trajectory. That is the pro- – well, it's the regress. We didn't progress. But that is the that's, – that's how this thing has gone from you know, where it was in March of 2020 to this particular point in October – of 2021. So let's go, Brandon. Is is the result of this? It's it's all these things. It's all these things that say dumpster fire. I didn't vote for this. So what was it? One in ten Biden voters are now saying they didn't actually. Uh, they they would change their vote. I think is what the numbers were. So, dumpster fire has ensued. People are upset. It's now at college football games and at Trump rallies, and it's all over the place, everywhere you look now. And I say, let's, let's, I want to see it go even further. Let's go, Brandon. You're going to see t shirts. You've seen billboards that are out there, probably TV commercials. I can't wait until Trump starts chanting this at his rallies. That'll be nice. You know, he's going to. Maybe he already did. I didn't see the whole rally in Iowa. Anyway, long in this segment, quick time out. Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk, I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just eight minutes.
friends. It's going to be a really, really short segment because I was long-winded in the opening segment of today's program. So this is the mess that we have in this country. And Democrats are not really being patient with Biden anymore. They are the, – the left, the radical left – is pressing harder on some things, deciding that, you know, they, they feel like they've got a little bit of, I think, a negotiating advantage because of the disaster of, of this administration. It's, it's obvious to anyone who pays attention. And so it's, it's an interesting situation setup that we have. If we can take a step back for just a moment here. We have the Democrats who are in control of everything, right? I mean, yes, there's the filibuster in the Senate, but they run the Senate. They run the executive branch, the, the, the White House, and they, um, they, they run the, the House of Representatives with Nancy Pelosi over there uh, coming up with who knows whatever she's coming up with. Craziness. So – They've got this guy in the White House that everyone knows. Everyone knows. It's, it is an open secret. The emperor has no clothes here, and it is obvious to everyone, no matter, no matter how much they try to deny it, they, the media, they, the, uh, the Democrat Party, Biden is – the administration is, is clearly a mess. The, um, the, what's, what they're trying to get past, his agenda – is a mess. I mean, it is it is a true dumpster fire, as we've said on here before. And so, the I don't want to call Biden a moderate, but he's not an open. Uh, he's not quite to the level of of Ayanna Presley, AOC, uh, Rashida Tlaib, Elon Omar, folks like that, Cory Bush. But he, he is still a rat. They're all radicals. They just some of the folks that have been in D.C. longer feel like they have to hide it, conceal it a little bit better. You know, they they remember when socialist was a really really damning thing to be called in this country, right? They 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 walked through those things. They've uh, they've had some experiences in politics and they don't want to get in trouble politically for it. And so you got this new uh, group of of democrats, the squad if you will, who say the heck with that? Let's quit pretending who we really are and let's go full board socialists. And so they're exerting pressure, right? Biden's losing support on the left. Biden is losing support amongst the moderates. Average people, wherever they fall on the spectrum, who just you know pay a little bit of attention can see this guy is an utter disaster and mess. And so really, he's he's just. Uh, basically got a big hole in the bottom of, of the ship, if you will. He's taken on water from every side, every angle, no matter who, whether you look at it through the eyes of Republicans, through the radical left, even through people who are somewhat reasonable Democrats. They, they can't even get behind this. There's, there's few people left. I, I wonder what they're actually supporting when, when they're asked if they support this guy. I think – a lot of these folks may just say, well, he's not Trump. We hated Trump so bad. Trump was supposedly a Nazi. Trump was supposedly going to be a, 
uh, a, a monarch, take over this country, try to stop it with a coup, which we'll talk after the break. I want to play this clip from Bill Maher talking about the dangers of Trump's slow coup, which is a little cuckoo, actually a lot cuckoo to me. But anyway, what do you, I mean, this, it, it has now hit the mainstream. And I think, again, we talked about this a little bit yesterday too, but I just, I think it's worth recognizing that this, and to me, this is the takeaway, that people at this particular point in time, I, I think, are more open to being persuaded to abandon liberal ideas. Now, it's going to take some work, and it's just not something that they're automatically prepared to become a conservative or libertarian or limited government person or whatever. They've, they just, um, they're going to need some, some time, and they're going to have to cope with this and all that. They're going to have to have someone uh, <laughs> allow them another option to choose where they can still save save face here. This isn't about, ha-ha, I told you you were wrong. If that's a route that we decide to take as persuaders, we're going to really ruin our chance at persuading people. Instead, I think we should look at this as an opportunity and say, folks are folks folks have seen this now. I mean, it is this is all on them. It's all on them. And the result is blank <laughs> blank Joe Biden, which I'm not endorsing, by the way. I, I really do prefer let's go Brandon. And that's that's being chanted at sporting events, UFC, college football, NASCAR, and the rest. Quick timeout is in order. Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk, I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back. I, I think for many, I should say, by the way, by the way, program brought to you by our friends at Freegee and Freegee Auctions and Marketing. Freegee, F-R-E-I-J-E, auctioneers, with an S, dot com. Freegeeauctioneers.com. Go take a look at some of their upcoming auctions. Some of these um, some of these you can bid on from anywhere online. Some of them you have to go on site, which is fine because it's a convenient drive for folks here in central Indiana. They got a list of their upcoming auctions, some of the things um, that are you know coming up, pre-bidding open on some of these already. Bidding is now open on a couple of these online auctions um, here in the next uh, the next week or so. So check them out. Check them out. Freegee, F-R-E-I-J-E, auctioneers.com. Be sure you uh, tell them you heard about them here on the Todd Huff Show. So before the break, I mentioned, I mentioned that Bill Maher of HBO, he has uh, had a bit of a dire warning the other day for his viewers. And you know what? I got to say, Bill Maher, as vulgar and vile <laughs> and full of vitriol as, as he can be sometimes, there's off, there's times I agree with Bill Maher. He's He's at least someone that can step back and say, hey, leftists, hey, Democrats, this is nuts what we're doing. He's, he's known to say that. Now, he's still, he's still out there. I'm not defending Bill Maher's worldview and ideology. He doesn't, uh, certainly doesn't like Christianity, which that's fine. Just interesting. I mean, I, 
you know, I would be willing to get along with Bill Maher, but I wonder, would Bill Maher be willing to get along with me or you? I don't, I don't know if he knew we were, uh, for those of you that are Christian, if he knew that, or if we were conservatives, or if we voted for Trump, whatever. Anyway, so this is actually, CNN was talking about this, Jim, I guess Jim Acosta, is that Jim Acosta? Good old Jim Acosta, CNN. But I, this is an edited clip. CNN edited it for time. Um, but it's what Bill Maher is actually saying to his viewing audience. And I want to play this really quickly and talk about it. Because uh, this is what a decent chunk of people, <laughs> right, wrong, or indifferent, which of course it's wrong. But right, wrong, or indifferent, this is what a lot of people who watch and consume this sort of stuff believe and what their concerns are for 2024 and what they believe Trump is doing. And then, of course, these comparisons. He compares the insurrection, right? The ins- It's an insurrection. It's a big lie, they call it. They call it the insurrection, January 6th insurrection. Um, even though it was, I mean, we know that that's misrepresenting. Again, I'm not defending, obviously, what happened. I just, but I am saying to call it that is well beyond and to compare it, to compare it to 9-11, which, which you kind of will hear here in a moment, is well outside the bounds of logic and reason. But here is what Bill Maher had to say to his audience um, about 2024 over the weekend. This time, his claims of illegal voting by immigrants or mail-in ballots coming in after the deadline or the system was hacked by Venezuela or whatever Giuliani comes up with on the fly. <laughs> They will be fully embraced by the Stooges he's installing right now. What happens when two presidential candidates show up on Inauguration Day, both expecting to be sworn in like a bad sitcom pilot? (laughs) The ding-dongs who sacked the Capitol last year? That was like when Al-Qaeda tried to take down the World Trade Center the first time with a van. It was a joke. It wasn't a joke, The next time they came back with planes. I hope I scared the out of you. Well, just your your commentary does. Yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's the folks coming in and talking about it. But to compare that to not for, first of all, I remember in nineteen ninety three. It was a ninety three, the blind shake, the um, the the bombing of the World Trade Center. I remember that. I remember that coming across the news. I don't remember that being. A joke then. Maybe it was to the Democrats. Maybe that's why Bill Clinton didn't go after bin Laden when this stuff happened the first time. Maybe. Maybe that's why. When he was offered, he had a shot at bin Laden in the in the nineties and he didn't he didn't take it for, for whatever reason. Um but I didn't think it was a joke. You had people try to blow the the trade center up. They they tried to do some calculations. I guess they were inspired by maybe in some way, shape, manner, or form, Timothy McVeigh, and they thought maybe they could do it to the trade towers. It didn't work. It caused quite a bit of destruction. I mean, it was it was no joke is the point. But to compare January 6th, it, just the the total lack of, I don't know if, it, if it's intellectual integrity, if it's just being so blinded by politics and hate to where you think, you think that, the attempt to blow up the World Trade Center by taking it down with with bombs inside of vans or what have you um, before 9/11. If you think that the that the folks who did what they did on January 6th, 
the folks that really actually did things wrong and that, um, you know, were just out of control, breaking the law and being, you know, charged as, as they should be charged. If you think the next step is for them to, to fly planes into the, what, the Capitol building? Is that what, is that what he's suggesting here? This is beyond ridiculous. Um, to me. But he, he did raise a question there. What happens when you have two presidents show up on inauguration day? Well, I have another question. What happens What happens when you have an election and electors that are selected by the, uh, the attorneys general or the state legislatures and approved, but the people don't have confidence in the vote, Bill Maher? That's what I want to know. See, if I would think if they really want to put an end to this, the, these questions about election integrity, they would come out and be as transparent. They would audit everything. Every state would do an audit. I, to me, this is beyond obvious how this should, you know, what, what states should do. I'm not saying every election, but at least on a regular basis, do an audit. Help people believe in the truthfulness of their elections. But that's not what they're doing. It's not what they're doing. In fact, anytime there's some report or some testimony, they're trying, they're trying their best to discredit it and to deceive you as to what the actual findings are. There's lots of problems that we've had with 2020's election. So, quick timeout. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. You may have heard over happened over the weekend too um steve scalise was being interviewed by oh fox news chris wallace drew drew a yeah, blank on the name there i just want you to so listen to this exchange chris wallace wants he wants um scalise to say that either the election was stolen or or not. So I just want you to listen to this exchange because it just it's a it's crazy to me how obvious how obvious the there's a there's another answer than what Wallace wants here, but he just refuses to I guess see it. Here it is. As Capitol, let me ask you one last question in this regard. I, clearly, there were irregularities in the last election. There are irregularities in all elections. But I, I want to ask you a specific question. Do you think the 2020 election was stolen from Donald Trump? And, and in continue, continuing to make that charge, not uh, having states do election reforms, but specifically making this charge that the election was stolen, do you think that that hurts, undermines American democracy. Well, Chris, I've been very clear from the beginning. If you look at a number of states, they didn't follow their state passed laws that govern the election for president. That is what the United States Constitution says. They don't say that the states determine what the rules are. They say the state legislatures determine the but rules. But the states all certified. States, they didn't the, follow those state legislative rules. The, the states they all didn't certified. follow those legislative rules. Right. But at the end of the day, are we going to follow what the Constitution says or not? I hope we get back to what the Constitution says. But clearly, in a number of states, they didn't follow those legislatively. So you think the election was stolen? What I said is there are states that didn't follow their legislatively set rules. That's what the United States Constitution says. And I think there are a lot of people that want us to get back to what the Constitution says we should be doing, not just 
with elections, with a lot of other things, too. And then there's some people that want to just ignore what the Constitution says and do their own thing. You know, that's been a debate that's been going on in this country for a long time. But do uh, why do, don't we just do, get back to the Constitution? I, I, we have that problem. I, and, and there certainly can happen. But there are people out there. There was a rally for President Trump yesterday, and a number of people said, Joe Biden's not my president. Uh, Donald Trump is my president. I guess the question is, do you think the election last time, I promise, do you think the election was stolen or not? I understand you think there were irregularities and things that need to be fixed. Do you think the election was stolen? Yeah. And it's not just irregular. It's states that did not follow the laws set, which the Constitution says they're supposed to follow. When you see states like Georgia cleaning up some of the mess and people calling that Jim Crow law, that's a flat out lie. Uh, I think well, that's, people the, need that's to the new law against but that sort so, of thing. So you get All the right. idea here. So basically, basically what we have, what we have is Wallace's, I guess, inability to understand that it is just, to, <laughs> why do, why does this representative, Steve Scalise, have to say definitively on the spot without Without a bunch of information, things that have you know we're still uncovering through this this process, why is he supposed to say uh, stolen or not? I mean, irregularities are one thing. Having states not follow their actual election law is another. That's a problem as well. That's a big problem. So so those two things in and of themselves. I mean, Wallace is wanting him to say, for the soundbite either to say yes it was stolen, so he could have that whole soundbite and there'd be this fight in in the media and trying to to you know say that Scalise was trying to overturn our democracy or that it wasn't so we could say Republicans they're out there saying that this election wasn't wasn't stolen uh, it's this is way too complicated for this sort of sort of answer Wallace did a pathetic job but then again kind of come to expect that lately I used to have respect for him but I just uh, don't think he's really I think he's just you live in that bubble long enough and and you're you just you see things differently which is contrary to logic and common sense that we see here in the heartland. Quick time out back here in just a minute. Well friends, come to the concluding part of the program today which I know I know is the saddest part of the day for you, but that's, you're going to have to find a way to fight through. We'll be back here again tomorrow. In the meantime, you can always listen to encore episodes of this program by visiting toddhefshow.com slash podcast or anywhere you get your podcast. You can subscribe totally free and um, appreciate you doing that, folks. Hope you have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care. Are you?